Hello, and welcome back. I'm Michaela, and this is Lactation Station. I hope you guys had a great 4th of July. So let's get right into this. Today we're going to talk about things to remember. Things I may have already touched on, things I may not have touched on, but are important for you to remember. Things like breast changes. You may feel changes in your breasts early in your lactation journey. You may notice um, tingling or like a real full sensation in the breast. And that's because there's an increased blood supply to the breast. And that causes that tingly full feeling. Uh, superficial veins become more visible on your skin. Especially if you're fair skinned and redheaded. Not to discriminate against anybody that has red hair. Just most people that have red hair have fair skin. So... You know, if you're fair-skinned, you're going to notice those veins more. Your breasts may feel more nodular and lumpy as the um, lobes and ducts start to develop. The skin of your nipples will become a little thicker and your areola will darken. Breast changes as the blood supply increases and they will increase in size. You know, if you notice that your bra is starting to get a little tight, you need to get your bra size checked and you don't want to wear a bra that is tight or constricting. And I have an issue with underwire, but other people don't. When I wear an underwire bra, it really, it hurts. And I get like a burning sensation as the underwire pushes on my breast. But I've talked to other ladies that that's all they wear is underwire and don't have any issues whatsoever. So, you know, it's whatever works for you. You just don't want your bra to be tight and constricting. Inverted nipples. Only a small amount of women have inverted nipples, but this does not necessarily affect your chances to induce effectively. You just have to pay attention. If you think you have inverted nipples, you can try a what's called a pinch test. Gently pinch the area around the nipple about an inch from the base with your thumb and first finger. The nipple may protrude, which that's a good sign. That's exactly what you want. If your nipple doesn't protrude, then it's probably a flat nipple. If it tends to fold inward or retracts or even disappears, then it is inverted. If it turns out that you do in fact have inverted nipples, that doesn't mean you can't suckle a partner. Just be aware of the latch and, you know, make sure that everything is comfortable for you. You know, um, sometimes using a supple cup or I don't know what those little things are that those squishy things you put on your nipples um but it helps draw out the nipple you know long enough for your partner to get a good latch and then um you know from there it should be relatively easy and remember your partner suckles at the breast not at the nipple something that's really important is maintaining prolactin prolactin equates milk production and it's very important to continue to stimulate its production the more frequently you pump or suckle, the more prolactin that will be stimulated, so the more milk that will be produced. Levels of prolactin tend to be higher during the night. So suckling or pumping at least once between 1 and 6 or 2 and 7, you know, whichever one works for you, midnight and 8, you know, just in sometime in the middle of the night, that will increase prolactin and as a result increase your milk production. Prolactin levels remain elevated for as long as you continue lactating, even if it's for years. Although the level will decline slightly when you first start and you first are pumping and suckling and massaging and all that stuff to get everything started, you're going to have a big increase in prolactin. 
And then as you figure out a routine, maybe you have a partner and, you know, you guys suckle three times a day and that's all you do. Or maybe you pump three times a day and that's all you do. Your prolactin levels will balance out with that. So, you know, there will be a decrease in them, but they that prolactin won't ever go away as long as you continue lactating. Levels of prolactin rise with suckling or pumping. So the more frequently you do those things, the higher the levels of your prolactin is going to be. Eight or more sessions and in 24 hours helps maintain the levels of prolactin and ensure good milk production. High levels of prolactin can delay menstruation, although it's not possible to predict when this may wear off. For me, it's still been two and a half years and I've had a period twice. That's how it's working for me. As long as I keep the prolactin up high enough, then it keeps me from having a cycle. Also, don't forget that smoking can reduce the level of prolactin produced and it can also um, reduce your milk production. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about your milk. Lactose is the main carb in breast milk and that's what gives it its sweet taste. Foremilk is the milk that comes out when you first start pumping or expressing and it may look a little watery, but it's still important. So don't be disappointed when you're expressing or pumping and it just seems like watery skim milk. That's perfectly normal. The hind milk, which follows the foremilk, is the one that has the higher levels of fat and the one that will look and seem more like what we think milk should look like. And if you've ever stored milk in the refrigerator and seen it separate, the higher fat content or the cream of the milk rises to the top and then it's more like a grayish watery look at the bottom. You know, you just shake it up. No, you don't shake it up. I remember that now. <laughs> You're not supposed to shake it up. You kind of mix it back in so that it, you know, maintains that milky look. Fore milk being thin and hind milk being, you know, thick and milky looking, that's perfectly normal. Lactobilisus bifidus is found in breast milk and it helps maintain an acid environment in the gut, which helps prevent the growth of harmful bacteria. So that's very helpful. Breast milk proteins differ in their ratios from those found in cow's milk, making breast milk more easily digestible. Some women will experience a problem or discomfort at some point in your lactation journey. If you're lucky enough not to, then that's really great. But if you find you're experiencing sore nipples, it helps to let them breathe. If you can, if you can or you have the chance, leave your top off for a few minutes after pumping. If you find that you're experiencing sore nipples, check the position and your flange. Those two things are usually the cause. Creams, lotions, and sprays may not always help. Try rubbing a little bit of breast milk around the nipple area, then leave your top off long enough for it to dry, and hopefully that will alleviate your sore nipples. Engorgement. Engorgement tends to occur quite suddenly and always affects both breasts. There is increased blood supply to your breasts, so you will know if you're engorged because your breasts will suddenly feel very tender, swollen, and lumpy. The extra blood supply, supply to the breasts makes them feel full and heavy, and you may feel warmer than normal. It's not unusual for not only both breasts, but the whole breast to be affected. And there are two general reasons for engorgement. One, 
The amount of blood going to your breast increases to supply the breast with the necessary ingredients for making milk. And two, prolactin. Maybe some people wouldn't consider engorgement a problem. It's your body's way of coping with demands you're now putting on it. But if you've ever experienced engorgement, it will definitely feel like a problem to you. So to avoid engorgement, pump or suckle regularly. Then there's mastitis. And mastitis affects only one breast. It leaves like there's, you'll notice a wedge-shaped red spot, um, you know, somewhere on your breast. And mastitis is often the result of an area not being fully emptied. And it's usually followed or accompanied with flu-like symptoms. So if you notice like on the left side of your breast, there's a little bit of a red spot and you feel like you're getting a cold or the flu, then you're probably, not probably, but there's a possibility that you're developing mastitis. And the best thing you can do is just keep pumping and clear that area out. Most of the time, you don't need to go to the doctor. If it gets really, really bad and it's completely unbearable, you can go to the doctor and they'll tell you the same thing, that you need to pump that side and they'll give you an antibiotic. But most of the time, in a day or two, you can clear it up yourself. Uh, warm showers, warm um, cloths, you know, a heat pad, any of that kind of stuff will help break up that whatever is there, the clogged duct or whatever it is that's causing the issue. And always keep pumping or suckling. You know, if you have mastitis, you can still suckle a partner. You want to get all of that cleared out. And now I want to talk about something that I actually haven't talked about yet. And it's not necessarily, you know, something that you think about when you're inducing lactation. And that's thrush. Thrush is a fungal infection. And this is a yeast organism that lives normally around your mouth and the vaginal area uh, without any problems. Thrush thrives on carbs. So the sugar in your breast milk is ideal to help it grow and reproduce. If you have taken an antibiotic for any reason, this can allow the yeast organism to multiply because the friendly bacteria that normally maintains a healthy balance can be killed along with the infection from the bacteria. So some of the symptoms of thrush is you may notice that your nipples are very sore and not improving. Sometimes your nipples may also feel like they're burning, itching, or flaking as well as sore. You can feel itching um, when you start lactating. You know, you kind of get that itchy, I don't know, everything is growing kind of itchy. It's a different itchy than if you get itchy <laughs> from thrush. The itching that you feel from thrush is very different and ends up being painful. You may also feel a deep pain within the breast, intense shooting pain. You'll notice that your nipples are very shiny and red often itchy and very occasionally you may see tiny white blisters around the nipple area not to be confused confused with your Montgomery glands these are you know actual little tiny blisters if your breasts are affected by a thrush infection they'll be red and sore not like mastitis where there's just one little like wedge-shaped red spot you'll be red all over like a heat rash and then a deep pain during and after suckling sessions if you suspect that you have a thrush infection, do not let your partner suckle. And as a matter of fact, you're going to want to check their mouth or have them check their mouth, just like with a baby, 
to see if there's any white patches surrounded by like a diffused redness in their mouth to make sure that they don't have it in their mouth. Um, Cause then you guys will just give it back and forth and oh, what a pain that is. So thrushes, if thrush is confirmed by your doctor, they'll prescribe a nystatin cream. Don't go back to suckling until the end of your treatment, but continue to pump and hand express to maintain your supply. Be sure you clean and sanitize your pumping equipment and you wash your hands and all of that fun stuff. Now, we all know that making a commitment to successful lactation comes down to you needing to be completely committed. And when you decide to start a lactation journey, it should, you know, you can say, um, I want to do this with my partner, but you should never say for my partner, because if it's not something that you're committed to doing, then I just feel like you're going to give it, you know, less than it deserves. Committing to a lactation journey should be something that you really want because there is a lot to it. And you, you know, it's really important to seek out um, support and information to help you along your journey. Nursing or suckling is a learned art. It's also a rather simple one. Otherwise, the human race would not have survived. So you need to know what you're doing in order to get off to a good start. And that's, you know, research, information. It doesn't have to be my podcast, but just, you know, find the information that's going to help you. You'll also need to be confident in yourself and your supply. You know, don't, your brain is an amazing thing. And if you think, you know, I'm going to, I'm committed to this and I'm going to do this and milk is going to flow, then you have a much better shot at it than somebody that is just kind of half-hearted, you know, well, I don't have a good supply and I don't do this and it's not streaming, you know, with that kind of attitude, potentially it may never happen. So, you know, just have confidence in what you can do and, you know, your supply. You'll also need to learn, and this one was a tough one for me, you'll need to learn between advice that helps you continue to lactate and advice that can potentially be damaging to your lactation journey. And I, you know, I tell you guys all the time, if I talk about something or I misrepresent something or my information isn't correct, let me know because we all want to have accurate information. If I say something and, you know, somebody read a study that, you know, says that that's not true, hit me up with an email and let me know, you know, where I can find that study and that this information is outdated or whatever the case may be so that I can come back into my podcast and let everybody know, you know, that I had outdated information because nobody's perfect. I want to give you the best possible information I can. So if I make a mistake, please tell me. One of the blessings of lactation is that it produces high levels of stress relieving hormones and sometimes in the evening it's my saving grace at the end of a tough day when I you know lay down to suckle with my partner I feel like all that crap just washes away you know and it's just so serene and relaxing and I just you know it's the favorite part of my day is that moment when we start to suckle and just I don't have a care in the world no matter what happened that day not only does body chemistry support milk production, it also helps you because oxytocin creates, creates loving, calm feelings. You know, I have a great bond with my kids and I have 
an amazing bond with my partner. I mean, you know, I can tell instantly when something's off with him. You know, we have a great time together. Last night, we, um, because of the 4th of July, it was really loud. All the casinos were setting off fireworks. So we packed the dogs in the car, and we just drove. We got on the highway, and we actually headed out to California. Most of the time when we were driving, there wasn't even any conversation. We have that kind of relationship. You don't have to fill the silence with words. It just, we have bonded so much, and I can't express enough to people how you know how important that bonding relationship is so if you get the chance to have a partner that you can build that relationship with I strongly suggest it even if they're not a sexual partner you know even if they're just an A&R partner it's that bond is so amazing all right guys well that's it for me for tonight so don't forget My website's down. I'm really working hard on that to get it back up. But come join the Facebook page at Lactation Station 2020 on Facebook. And next week, I will um, announce what our giveaway is going to be. And hopefully by then, I will have the website back up. I also recently started um, life coaching classes, which I'm working on. I'll be certified by the end of the month. If anybody, you know, wants some... advice or if there's anything that I can do to help you, you know, adapt your lactation journey into, you know, your lifestyle or, um, you know, just whatever it is that may help you. If I can be available for you in that aspect, I would love to be, have the opportunity. So keep that in mind. I love you guys. I hope you had a great weekend. This is Michaela at Lactation Station. Have a good night.